everyone. Welcome back to Monday Movie Madness. I'm, of course, your host, Jordan Johnson, joined as always by my wonderful co-host, Chris Clawson. Uh, this week, we're moving away again from what we would have described as probably one of our favorite films that we've reviewed on the podcast so far to what arguably might be one of our least favorite films on the podcast. Mm. Who says we don't have range? Um, I was thinking, <laughs> well, I picked this movie and I was thinking in my head slightly, we've given too many good reviews to movies. And we it's have been a while since we had something as divisive as Hardcore Henry. So we need something to bridge that gap now. Um. But I don't yeah, know if we're so, going to be divided on this. I'll be surprised. <laughs> no, well, I say divided in the sense of like the highest rating might be like yes, average. It, yeah, it's uh, it's quite a mm, yeah. Yeah, we get into it anyway. So we are today looking at the Gray Man. What do you know about the Sierra program? Reckless mystery men you guys send in when you can officially send anyone else. The Gray Man. Lloyd. I got an urgent locate and destroy. That could be fun. The man's got some street cred. Of course, funnily enough, this is actually the highest ever uh, budgeted film ever made by Netflix. Mm. Um, it obviously came out in theaters at the time, which I feel like maybe my viewing experience would have benefited from seeing this in the cinema because it seems like more of a cinema film maybe than a streaming film. What I saw, it made less than a million dollars at the box office, so... Less um, than a, you mean? Wait, that's what less, I, it didn't I, make less I, than a, a million. Glance at EIMDb is what I saw. Um, but well, the total earnings worldwide were two hundred forty-nine, nearly two hundred fifty million. Uh, why did it make so much? Money? Oh wait, no, never mind. I have put the wrong thing on. The, the Gray Man made two hundred forty-nine thousand four hundred sixty-two dollars worldwide in the box office. <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> Sorry, I, I am bamboozled here. Surely not. It's being straight to Netflix, I think, killed it. Like, I don't understand why they think releasing film. No one's going to go and see a movie in the cinema that is on Netflix. It's just never going to happen. Oh, yeah, I suppose, yeah, no. I'm making the assumption, like... Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean Gla- Glass Onion's going to be in the cinema, but it's in the cinemas, like, a month, I think. Before. It was in a cinema, like, a month before it comes out on Netflix, I think, so... The Grey Man was... Did it go to... It was in the cinemas, like, a week before, I think, it came out, wasn't it? Mm. Um, at least I remember that being the case. Yeah, that's a weird one. So I don't think you can really judge the worldwide earnings of it. I, mean, I don't know if they got many subscriptions to the service because of it, but God, I hope not. Here you go. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get yeah, my so... negativity, but it's uh, it's hard. <laughs> we should mention, obviously, so um, biggest budget produced film ever mm-hmm. by Netflix. It's also directed by the Russo brothers, Joe and Anthony Russo, who um, many people will know from their work on. Either there's two people, there's two people who know the Russo brothers. There are those who know them for, obviously the Marvel stuff, uh, and then there are those that know them for Community, um, which yeah is, I'm... which I don't. I, there probably is some overlap there. I mean, funnily enough, if you go and watch some of the Russo produced Marvel movies, you'll probably see cameos from people in Community in them, um, which is always nice, I suppose. Um, but yeah, so directed by Joe and Anthony Russo, who. I don't know why they seem to like always get these huge budget movies because I don't particularly think they're that good. I feel like uh, it's a bit of a fluke that they made the best Avengers film, uh, the best, probably the best Marvel film period for me. And somehow every film they've done outside of that, besides Extraction, which they didn't direct notably, they wrote, uh, has been. I haven't heard good things about that 
that um, Tom Holland film. I can't remember what it was called now. Um, and this, yeah. Oh, the this... one with, um, uh, what's it, Daisy Ridley in it as well? Yeah, I think so, yeah. It's like a F- Forrest Gumpy kind of thing. I remember hearing it compared to. Um, yeah, I don't know if, if, if this is anything to go, if this is anything to go by, yeah, I don't know what. I don't. It's funny. I read an article the other day saying they don't want to go back to Marvel, and I'm like, well, this might be. Uh, maybe you should. <laughs> it seems to be the only time something good comes out of it. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not here to bash on the Russos. I'm sure no, that's no, probably been done to death. It's just, uh, it's odd. It's just odd to me. I just find it confusing. You know. It's very. It's one of those things where you see like such talent in things like Infinity War. I think they do excellently. Um, yeah. And then you watch this and just yeah, I don't know. Who you knows? can see where their strengths are. Yeah, for sure. Um, funnily enough, the Gray Man is a weird one because I mean I remember kind of seeing the trailer for it and being mildly intrigued because I'm someone who really likes the the Jason Bourne films and then I'm I'm partial to a bit of James Bond as well. Um, but that does. This film does such a disservice to both of those franchises, it regardless of how like bored some of those films in general. Are. Um, oh, well, I, I don't know. It's kind of it's it's. I think the problem with it is is we're gonna we'll probably talk about it in depth, but like this feels like an action movie that came out in the mid two thousands that's coming out now. Um, and realistically, if you want to make, <sighs> mm. but if you want to make an action movie now i feel like you need to innovate off the formula not just make the same thing again because like especially when it's a huge production like this it's like you're kind of just wasting potential here not to mention yeah. the, the egregious amounts of like just complete illogical moves in this film as well um but yeah i mean do we have any positive things to say maybe we'll start with the positives. um chris evans is the only saving grace to this film for me and even he is hampered by like my biggest, one of my biggest peas, and I don't know if you'll agree with me on this. Why the hell was this PG thirteen? Like watching it, it's so restrained. It's so like, like they so many of the kills are on camera, but they look crap because there's no impact, there's no blood, there's nothing. Like it just when you do a PG thirteen action film, I feel like a lot of directors are quite smart to kind of edit, you know, kills to be like implied blood or implied violence. Like I feel like the James Bond films do it really well. Mm. And this film, it's just all in camera, but there's no impact. People are just falling over. Like, it makes the action feel so limp. Yeah, well, there, I mean, there is the bit where your man gets his finger, like... A bit yeah, but even that's like... that that, But that was, like, all saved to the end. Like, they saved any violence they had for the end of the film. The rest of the film is, like, this incredibly tame... Like, I thought it was rated R when I started it, and I was, like, at least looking forward to that. But no, yeah, it's just... It's so, like, restrained, I feel like, watching it. But that's one of my massive issues with the film. Um, yeah, I mean, it was one of many, I imagine. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> We're going to... Um, yeah. yeah, this is a strange movie because, I mean, I remember I watched like the first 10 minutes of it like ages ago, uh, which is, of course, the um, sort of the opening scene where mm. Ryan, Ryan Gosling's character Six is sent to assassinate what is what we learn later to be uh, another Sierra agent. Yeah, yeah. The Sierra program. Um, and I remember thinking... I remember thinking after watching this film now that the first like opening segment is a completely different vibe to the ending. Yeah. Like there's such a dynamic shift in like where this film goes. And sometimes that can be good, but like overall, I feel like that kind of like for me kind of solidified my thoughts in this film as just lacking any form of identity whatsoever. It was just spectacle after spectacle. And there was not even very good spectacles, no. I have to say. <laughs> um, Cause one of the p- biggest problems I had with this film is like, I was thinking, okay, 
It's Netflix's biggest budget ever film. This should be decent. CGI is so bad. Yeah, yeah, my God. It looks so cheap. Um, especially the train sequence. Oh, um, my God, yeah. <laughs> I wrote that like down it looked like. Like it looks like. Do you remember those old like apps you could get on your iPhone that would like have the special effects stuff? You know, the one where all the hands <laughs> would come up with the guns, like or the cars would crash into each other. That's what it looks like to me. It was um, baffling how two hundred dollar on a two hundred yeah. million. Oh budget, my like. god, this film looks so. The no, where I really noticed it was the um the first fight scene as, as the opening sequence when he's fighting the guy in the fireworks thing. I was like, mm. this could be an opportunity for a really cool, you know, kind of practical stunt with like all these fireworks going off and stuff. But it's all CG and it just looks like crap. Yeah. It's just... The whole thing is just, yeah, it, it's just so lifeless. Oh my God, um, yeah. Because like th- there's one, I think there's one scene that I like, which is where is he holding a flare or something and there's kind of red while he's beating up some people. I was like, that's nice. You know, this is on the plane, I think. If I was um, to give, yeah, if I was to give a positive scene to the film, it's the final fight between him and Chris Evans. I, I did enjoy that. That felt like it wasn't as restrained as the rest of the film, but like, that's it. <laughs> I didn't enjoy I it. I couldn't help but just thinking, like, they that final fight scene made no sense. And I mean, we'll talk about it a bit later because it's kind of this is very latter half of the movie, I think. And I, there's a few bits I want to yeah, talk about before. Yeah, but sure. like, that whole scene feels like <laughs> it's just like the whole movie is going like kind of normal, sort of like end of an action hero film. And then all of a sudden, it just turns into a Mortal Kombat game where they're just like, I'll oh, throw down all the weapons and let's like walk towards each other to beat each other up. My bigger um, thing is. They built Chris Evans up so much in this film to be this sociopath, like unhinged guy, and he's just generic villain. He doesn't do anything particularly evil in the movie. He doesn't do any. He tortures a guy at the beginning, and then immediately never. And he tortures uh, Billy Bob Thornton's character at one point. But it's like this is what I mean with like the whole PG thirteen thing. I feel like they would have won. I would have loved to have seen Chris Evans go really dark, but he's not allowed to because the film's PG thirteen. <laughs> Damn it, phone's on silent when I'm working. Please. It's yours. Well, he just kill a load of police officers as well. Yeah, but like he orders his guys to do it. He doesn't even really do it himself. Like like that whole scene uh, where it was supposed to be does, like, oh, he doesn't so, like... care who he kills. It's like, yeah, he shoots a bunch of cops, but we see cops get shot all the time in movies. I thought they were going to go really hardcore and have him just open fire on the crowd. Hmm. You know, and I well, was just... they like, would if have you... if it wasn't for... But Ryan it's, yeah, but it's like kind of con- clearing it. That's me, it's like a... And also, the whole, the whole title of the movie makes no sense because he's not really morally grey at all, really. He's pretty generic, like, good guy action hero. He I never... think it's called Grey Man because it's meant to let us know what's boring before going into it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh... It's a pretty... Speaking of... Mm. Oh, my God. The, the the look of the film as well. I don't know if you got that. It looks so lifeless. Like, it does, yeah. You... I the, When I was watching it, I just couldn't get over the lack of colour. Yeah, it's so washed out. I don't know if... I don't know, there's no way that... It kind of reminds me of like how the MCU films look kind of like that in their later phases, a few of them. Now they've kind of gone overboard to correct it. But like there was a period where a lot of those films were very like grey and lifeless. Yeah. But like, well, I don't think we're going to get many more movies to see them adapt it, but that like even the poster looks more like it has more life than the actual film. Um, The only only piece of like bright colour I can remember from this film is Ryan Gosling's jacket where it kind of has the accent of red on it. That was cool. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that, I liked that. And then when he had the little flare with the red, I was like, well, that's kind of nice. That's so he's worn a much cooler jacket before in Drive, so. Yeah. I want to say this is like a really nice sort of film if you know a lot of actors. <laughs> it's yeah. just if you, if you Google actors, I'm sure you will know half of the people in you, this film. <laughs> yeah, but going, if you went into it not knowing who Ryan Gosling is, you'd think he wasn't a very good actor because I feel like he sleepwalks through this entire movie. Ah, 
I, I don't know. I think he's fine. He plays like sort of generic action hero fairly well. He's, I think. I think it's because he's so much better than that. I mean, Drive and all of those kind of films. Like, it's just a waste. It's like, why did you cast him? Well, if yeah, you weren't going to do anything know... interesting with him. Yeah, but if you don't know who Ryan Gosling is and you haven't seen Drive, then you're probably not going to be comparing his his role to that. Yeah, I, I, just th- I think he's genuinely not great in this film, personally. I just, I don't know. I, I think it's the writing more than him, but because they just mm-hmm. don't do anything interesting with him ever at any point in the movie. <laughs> Someone who I do think is good in this film, though, is Anna de Armas. Um, and I think she's generally always quite solid in films. Like, she was really good in No Time to Die. Yes, yeah. Um, she's obviously, I think, phenomenal in Knives Out. Um, she's just decent in all the films she's in, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a nice... It's kind of a, I suppose she's in Blade Runner as well, uh, which is actually kind of... I suppose she's the molding glue for this because she obviously knows Chris Evans from Knives Out and she knows Ryan <laughs> Gosling from Blade Runner 2049. So uh, that, that was my sort of like... That was the only yeah. thing in this film that made me smile, I think. Well, yeah, and all this film's done for me is made me think that Chris Evans needs to get a good villainous role like he had in Knives Out because when he wants to play like a charismatic villain, he's quite good at it. Hmm. Um, I just think. Well, he's done it in like Scott Pilgrim and all that as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of that film either, but um, <laughs> that's like a hot take apparently. But um, yeah, yeah. I think he has like a real potential as a villainous character, and I read that he actually was offered the the main role in this and um, turned it down to be the villain. So I think that's um, pretty cool. But again, this film. <laughs> yeah, I think the main thing I always liked because um, everyone now I think has this perception of Chris Evans as being like. Oh, the stand-up hero character. And that's obviously, in fairness, because he played Captain America. Yeah. But before that, like, you know, he played one of the boyfriends of Scott Pilgrim, evil character, played Johnny Storm in Fantastic Four. Let's not forget that. That was the main, that's the real entity right there. But, like, that character wasn't exactly this heroic type. He was kind of more of a douchey asshole who just happened to be a superhero. And now he's playing this character, Lloyd Hansen, who, first of all, sounds like somebody who would catch child predators. Um... It's just, well, the, the moustache and all. The moustache like, makes him look just... like he'd be one. <laughs> it's kind of like, this is like uh, somebody's first attempt at drawing Sully from Uncharted. Um, <laughs> It's just, it's the most like insane looking outfit. Like I just, I feel like somebody just thought, what does a bad guy look like? And they just drew it and then had no like self-awareness of. He, he, dresses, like a, he dresses like a musical artist I, know, uh, I, look, I, look, I listen to called Mark Rubellier. He, look, he dresses like him. <laughs> Well, um, my my interpretation was he dresses kind of like you know those Brits on tour, huh. um, just Latin, like an yeah. ID, like he just has that look about it. Maybe not the mustache, but like this but is like making, but this else. is making me like him more because it's ridiculous compared to how serious the movie tries to be. It is very good. Like he does have. Um, I mean, there's some good one-liners from Chris Evans. I must say in this film, like I quite like the line. Um, Oh yeah! It, in order to make an omelet, you have to kill a few people. It's just like, I, that's kind of fun. <laughs> I I don't know why he was relegated to this commanding role so much. I wanted to see him in the field. That would have been so much better for him to have like several confrontations with uh, the mm. the one early confrontation he has with I forget his character already. Oh my god, uh, Ryan Gosling's character. With What's six. his name? Six. Oh yes, of course. Um, <laughs> it's not even a name; it's a number. You just, it's even uh, yeah, to yeah. Double O Seven was taken. Don't you dare utter Double O Seven in this movie. Um, <laughs> you don't deserve it. <laughs> um, yeah, I just like it's even hard to talk about the plot. I know we normally sort of do that, but like the plot to this film is the most boring, blur plot, and it, there's no it, there's opportunities for interesting things, and they just never touch on it. Like, what did the guy even do? Like I saw the pictures on the memory stick. Unless I missed something, 
He just he was, does some dodgy stuff. He's he, never like, said he what he does, and it's like, like sanctioned raids or something. something and he's like just that. this like super generic, like pol- like a shady, you know, spy type who's like super arrogant, but never does anything to back it up in the entire movie. Um, <laughs> is all just talk. Like he doesn't do anything. And tell you what though, like it's it's kind of like there's not even payoff at the end of the film. No, <laughs> it's just like I just that just for a completely I don't want to see. But like my entire thought was like. I was like, oh yeah, but like, why would they, like, I just, I don't even know why that is the ending. Like, why didn't they just, like, have it be released or something? Because, like, in my mind, it was like, out of all of the stuff, you're telling me he didn't make a copy of that hard drive. Like, yeah, he's like, so he's every... the best agent, absurdly good at what he does, but he didn't think of any kind of insurance policy. Like, I could do that. I work from home. Like, I know how to change something over to a different I sat there thinking that's what they were setting up. When he got arrested, I was like, oh, the girl's going to release the memory stick. That makes the most sense. Oh, no, she just just takes it. You know, great. There's also, like, just a lot of unnecessary death in this film. Like, it's just... Like, I'm thinking mainly of... um, Oh, Margaret Cahill, who's the former CIA operative they go and see. Is it in France? Uh, maybe that's where the train sequences. Yeah, I feel like it's either France or Germany. Um, I'd say it's probably Germany because oh, it's Germany. Like they... Yes, yes, Berlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, it's Berlin. Do you know um, the whole thing about Berlin has like really cheap to film like movies there? Oh, is it? Yeah, that's why when we were out in Berlin, we figured out mm. that there's like um, they have a they, like they have specific. I think it's funding for that element. So oh, okay, can, that's why like um. What am I trying to think of? Uh, Mission Impossible Four is like they were able to close down like streets there and everything and uh, all that sort of stuff. It's a lot cheaper than doing it in most places. Uh, so yeah, Berlin makes sense. Um, but yeah, I don't know why she decides to like almost like suicide bomb herself in her own apartment. I kind of just, I don't know. It's just like she probably could have just. Got, I like, just. Gone or something. I don't understand how this film wants you to like this whole film when it starts out. It feels like there's another half a movie we should have got, and that the second act of the mo- the second half of the movie should have been a condensed version of the full film. Because yeah. it's like, is all this like, oh, oh, don't die, ooh, oh, and it's like I've literally met you in this scene and you've killed her in this scene. I don't care, like, <laughs> and no one in this film is giving like enough of a shit for me to for care about any of these characters. Like, yeah, the whole kid, the the niece thing was so pointless and like. It didn't impact anything. Like I get that it was trying to show that his, he had these layers to him, but it, he didn't do anything with her. He barely interacted with her the whole movie. They had one flashback. The other thing as well <laughs> is like I just so confused about the whole like situation of having that child as like a top CIA agent. Like not even it's not even like it. it she's adopted, isn't she? Uh, she's his niece. Um, because niece. His brother, no, not, his brother not, um, was... not what's it called? Like the Oh, the the main guy Fitzroy is it's not his it's his, it's his niece is it yeah yeah because his oh, brother yeah, he's, there's a line where he's like oh my brother was killed and blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay that makes a bit more sense I thought he had adopted this child throughout the movie and I was just like why would you do that to yourself like yeah even if you want kids to, like realize your position but what no, a waste of Billy Bob Thornton talking about Fitzroy as well like <laughs> this dude is Lorne Malvo like one of the best characters in TV. <laughs> Yeah, and like you just have him play generic CIA guy who does well, really a lot nothing. of wasted potential in this film. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, what what else is there to talk about in this film? <laughs> it's just, it's just 
it's just generic that's just it like and i don't like i'm quite lenient i think with thing films a lot of the time like i really like nobody you're not a fan of that film you know i, well, I, I don't like mind it. i think it's fine i like hardcore henry a lot and obviously we disagree on that massively um although i think i got i i fail to see how like i fail to see how this film does action better than something like hardcore henry um yeah, but Hardcore Henry is just like it gives me motion sickness watching that. That's film. fair enough, yeah. But in terms of like um, the quality yeah. and like the care put into the stunt work in that film, and the, you know, and the and yeah, the working the budget. This is this is where I think the budget shows. Like, I think there's a, there's a certain level of like, regardless of like how bad a film is, if you put a lot of money into it, it will look decent. Um, like this, the the camera work in this film is not inspired. It's not like anything flashy, but it's fine. Like it's, I it's like those few book. little shots we get where it's like following Chris Evans down that hallway and he's running and stuff. I liked all of that. That was cool. Oh, the drone shot stuff. You yeah, know, the occasional like, <laughs> let's just insert a little bit of like creativity here and there. You know. Well, the thing is, I think this film is, at best, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it'll come back to me. I think it, at best it's just. Ooh. God, I'm having an absolute blank here. I had it in my head there a second ago. Um, God, most much like this film, I've forgotten what happened. Oh, um, God, yeah. I didn't even do many notes for this film. I did like a page in a bit. Well, it doesn't lend itself really to notes, no, does it? It's kind of... No. Um, it's, it's, if you're into like just popcorn movie, like just like nothing going on, don't need to worry about any real stakes, this is kind of... I think this is a good movie I suppose, for you. but this, you can do so much better. You know, you yeah. can watch an action flick like Nobody, or you can watch a John Wick film. Like we've been spoiled for action flicks over the last few years; they've gotten so much True. better. Or oh, you can watch a classic I've like Die Hard. <laughs> I've remembered. So at best, this is a substandard movie. Uh-huh. At worst, it's uninspired. I think at I worst, think it's one of the most boring films I've watched all year. I don't think it's boring. I oh think... no, I did. I wanted to switch it off so many times. <laughs> There's enough like visual, like sort of stimuli for me that I'm kind of like. Yeah, I can watch this movie. I don't feel good after watching it. It's kind of like I need a cold shower after watching it. <laughs> I like, feel dirty. Why did yeah, I contribute um, to this? Like a, like, I feel like, you know, there's so many hours you have on this earth and two hours will be spent watching The Great. It's Man. a long it two it? hours. <laughs> it's a long two hours. My God. I mean, I halfway through this film um, went up, uh, got up actually, and I, I made myself like a homemade burger <laughs> uh, and got everything ready and that was probably the most exciting thing i did in the duration of that <laughs> film like that was that was the best thing i did because at least i got something out of that there was some nice you know there was some juiciness to that burger there was nothing good about this film i i, <laughs> I was so fidgety watching it because i was just like i just want to do something else i just finished playing some resident evil village which i'm loving so far and i was mm. like ah, <laughs> need to go back <laughs> so much better well yeah well like <sighs> this is i think this film is kind of like it's um it's if Call of Duty released a movie, because uh, it's kind of just like shooting gallery one, move to the next area, yeah. maybe a little bit of like substandard backstory, shooting gallery two. But even then you could do, you know, you could do so much better. Like there's a good, great show that is called, there's a show that was made years ago that is Call of Duty, the show, and it was called Strike Back. And that had way better action sequences than most movies. Hmm. Um, Like that's a fantastic show in its own right. But um. I just don't know, like, oh, you could watch Reacher on Prime, which also has great action sequences, <laughs> you know. Or you could just watch John Wick or Jason Bourne. Yeah, like, 
The, Those like Jason the, Bourne movies still really do hold up as well. I really like them. Yeah, I didn't watch the later ones because I didn't enjoy the third film, so I was kind of lost after that. Um, the, the identity is the one I got the most out of. Mm. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Like you can watch. There's tons of action films that hold up better than this will in years to come. Like this barely holds up now because of the poor CGI. Yeah, um, but I mean, also the good thing about like um, Jason Bourne films is that. I have like very selective amnesia with them. So like when I finished watching one, I've forgotten which one is which story and I go back and watch them again. And it's like Jason, a completely the new Jason experience. Bourne films had one of the best movie tying games as well. <laughs> like there's a I game they made of it that was actually really fun, um, <laughs> but you can't get it now. Um, but like, I guess delving into the film a bit more, cause I feel like we have hearts on it a lot. And we haven't really gone over details, but it, like mm. you have to understand <laughs> this film, this film doesn't <laughs> warrant deep discussion. Um, but just like going over the action sequences, there's so many action sequences in this film. And just like, I'm not going to remember the only one that was enjoyable. There was two that was enjoyable. Actually, I'll be fair. I kind of enjoyed the train sequence because it reminded me of that end train sequence in Max Payne three. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but we're, you know, Max, you can create better action sequences in that game than you can, you'll ever see in this movie. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it kind of reminded me of that. So that was kind of fun. Um, and I did like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm I'm easily entertained. So if I see if I'm seeing gunfights and people getting shot, I'm like pretty entertained. But um, but yeah. I mean when it's PG thirteen, you know, watered down crap, I'm not as entertained. Um, but like and then and then I did enjoy the fight between Chris Evans and Thingy. But I didn't like that Chris Evans was built up as this psychotic bad guy, and he kicked his ass like without even trying. It was barely a fight. Once he got the knife out, it was a bit of a fight. But like before that, he literally like brained him on the. <laughs> Thing and but it wasn't even like a bit of a fight. He gets two stabs in and then gets shot. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like, and I, to be fair, him getting shot was like slightly less disappointing than if he just got choked out. I was like, I've seen him. You know, we've seen better chokeouts like this. You know, Casino Royale probably has one of the best. Do you miss your fingers, Lloyd? Still getting used to it. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, like his whole his whole character was just like wasted potential because it was like, oh, he's a psychopath, oh, he's evil, and like it's like, yeah, but he just sits in a command chair saying shit the whole movie. You know, he doesn't really do anything. Um, he yeah. says some cool shit, and like he kind of says messed up stuff, like he's gonna do messed up stuff, but he never does. I kept expecting him to kill the CIA agent. That would have been cool because I'm like, he's mm. supposed to be an unhinged psycho, but he's just getting slapped around by her. <laughs> Yeah, and he's supposed to be off the books and not actually part of the CIA, just like a private guy. Like, and he just doesn't. He does nothing. Like, he's so. Yeah, like, it's a lot of like strange stuff. Yeah. His best scene actually was when he was angry at the two dead guys and he shot their bodies and kicked them. That was fun. I like that. Well, you kind of also get a nature of it, like when your man Fitzroy has the grenade and he just pulls one of his guards in front of him. Yeah, yeah, I like all of that. Like, I like him being like a total dick. And I like when he gets to be really unhinged and like shout and scream and stuff. He doesn't do enough of that in the film either. Like, they don't tap into his unhinged nature enough. Like, his first introduction with Fitzroy, I kept expecting, because I've seen better films, I suppose, that he was going to do something like messed up or like, you know, like unhinged. But he just like kind of lets Fitzroy slap him around. Like verbally, and then like he only does pull his fingernails. You talk about as well how like easily Fitzroy caves into his demands. Oh my god, yeah, instant. I mean, like five seconds after he like rings the people on the page. He's been a CIA agent in this top secret, like immorally, you know, ambiguous part of the CIA for years. But the second they threaten his niece, he's like, ah, you know, fuck it. 
Yeah. But I suppose yeah, that kind of makes sense because he is morally like you know compromised, so he will just give up his best man like in an instant. Well, I also feel bad for those guys on the plane because they didn't deserve that. <laughs> I mean, it, that was probably one of the better kills when that guy got sucked into the turbine. <laughs> oh, another good scene I must say is the. Um bit where they locate him in oh no it's vienna isn't it it's vienna he's in he's in um, germany at one point as well i'm sure he's in a lot of places i think he's God in vienna when he gets are. the passport this is one of those films that you know has the generic like action hero huge text on screen to say where you are and i yeah, still and have no still idea where we are because the film has like no it does nothing because it does nothing with the locations there's nothing yeah. interesting about any of these locations they're just we have a lot of money and let's all go on holiday to these locations Mm. but there like, is a good know, scene with chris evans character when he's on the plane he's like land here it's like no i'll lose my license and he just shoots him in the leg and he's like do you care about your license yeah again like that was kind of cool but again like i don't know i just wanted him to be more hardcore like i would have yeah i don't know like i don't think the film was tr- like the film the film's not trying to be realistic so if he just blew the guy's head off it would have still it done more for him as a villain than like but I don't would have know what, the realism of the film because the film isn't realistic. What are you kind of expecting here? Like it's a Russo film. Like I'm not expecting like blood guts. Well, because like they wrote Extraction, and that's pretty hardcore. Like, yeah, you know, and that's a like, lot, and that's a much better film, by the way, as well. And that has a fraction of the budget of this film. Like you want to talk maybe, about? Yeah, maybe I'm a little bit more cynical though because like I'm viewing this as Netflix's biggest production. They need a win out of this, so they're going to make it as palatable to as many audiences yeah, as possible. Yeah, I see that, but at the same time, Netflix's biggest hits are their incredibly dark adult. I mean, their Dharma thing is blown up, and it's like, and that's messed up as hell, from what I've heard. You know, but that's um, not that's not a like a theatrical release, though. Well, that's what I mean. If it wasn't the like, I feel like that like that wasn't worth the trade off. You wanted to get it in theaters and get it PG thirteen, so loads of people go see it, but like. Yeah, your more successful films are your R-rated ones. Like, just make it rated. Like, even and I and I can't believe I'm going to say this because I hated this film as well. But Six Underground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say Six Underground is better. Six Underground was better because it had like these moments of like hyper violence and ridiculousness. Like, I remember they had, um, I think it was Ansel Elgort is in that movie. Obviously, before mm. things yeah uh, came out about him, but. Um, and he dies like spectacularly because he gets like I think like impaled or something like something really gruesome, and it's like <laughs> and it's like comes out of nowhere and that was at least a redeeming factor to that film. That film yeah. was terrible. But that film was Michael Bay terrible. So that's all automatically more enjoyable than than uh, than something like this. Coincidentally, Michael Bay is another director that I have selective amnesia for because I never mm. remember what happened in the Transformers movies. Yeah, I mean he has he he yeah him doing six on yeah going off tangent but I mean he has a good movie or two in him he has he has the rock which is great so if you um, yeah but if you create enough films if you throw enough shit at the wall yeah true, something sticks stick, like, yeah absolutely <laughs> I mean yeah um, yeah but no yeah. I think the great man's weird though because I mean I think the biggest flaw is like and you kind of get it from the beginning is the opening scene where it's kind of like this big reveal that this guy is a Sierra agent. It's just like, there's no build up to this. I don't know what a Sierra yeah. agent is. I don't care that he's we, another Sierra agent. If I'd think, seen maybe like, you know, even the most generic of like flashback shots of him doing like, maybe a couple of easy missions or something. Yeah, exactly. You know, missions where he's this. killing like, guy, yeah. maybe even missions where he's killing people that you can see are objectively like bad people. Like, you know, ones that would like kind of fit his moral code. You know, yeah. he sees a guy like doing something messed up to someone else. And again, it's like it would have again, you probably can't do that as much with a PG thirteen, but like you could have figured something out. 
but just to have him immediately start and then be like, oh, Sierra agent, ooh. Like, um, yeah, and it's like, who? It's like I don't even know what this organization is. Why do I care? <laughs> like, why is he on the run immediately? Like, uh, Why does he have such loyalty to Fitzroy? Yeah, like, we don't know anything that Fitzroy actually did for him. Like, he took him out of prison. And yeah. I also thought... They had they missed a real opportunity to make him more interesting by having the thing that he did as a kid, killing killing his dad, be like not so black and white. Like most people are going to watch that and go, "Oh yeah, that's fine." Like 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 maybe a bit like, gray, you might say. It's not even really gray though. Like I mean, it's kind of understandable that a kid would probably do something like that in an abusive situation. No, I know, but I mean, like you'd hope they would have done. Yeah, something that's that what I mean. Like, why not have him? Like maybe he's like you know, I don't know, I don't know what the opportunity, the thing is. Maybe he, he he kills someone by mistake, or he kills some. Like maybe he's doing something illegal and kills someone, but it's not like he's not like you know a cold-blooded killer. Morally gray, something do more interesting to... than just like killed my abusive dad, which is like action movie set tragic backstory 101 and it's not yeah. even done in an interesting way it's just like you have that one scene where he's like "Ooh, cover up the also, cigarette burns i'm left wondering what now happened to his brother why do we never hear from his brother yeah apparently that doesn't yeah like, <laughs> i would have thought that's what i actually was hoping i was hoping they were going to do a reveal where he killed his brother his dad killed his brother maybe like he's like lloyd was his brother <laughs> like <laughs> that would that would actually make the movie like so bad it's good i feel like yeah um like no but like in that scene where he's being drowned and it flashes back to him being drowned by his dad i thought they were going to do a bait and switch and actually be like oh this is his brother being drowned and this is when his brother was killed and this is why he shot his dad Hmm. like that would have been like kind of like it still would have been generic but it would have been like a dark kind of twisted tragic reveal that would have made you at least feel something for him i feel like but instead it's just he beat on him which is obviously horrible and like no one's crying for this guy but like you know, it's just generic. It's just like, oh, he beat on him, so I shot him, and then I went to prison, and everyone's like, oh, you're evil. And he, but it's like, yeah, but you're not really morally grey. Like most people aren't going to have too much of an issue with what he did. Yeah, like unless he's the lying. people watching the movie, like, are not going to care. Yeah. Unless he's lying. Like, yeah, <laughs> like when you watch something like John Wick, he's an interesting character because he is morally gr- compromised. Because he's probably killed people who didn't, you know, deserve it. Yeah, but like, you don't really know his backstory, so it's like... No, but you have an idea that the people he's killed probably weren't the worst, like, always the worst people in the world. Like, the assassins just kill anyone in that movie. So it's yeah, like, sure. it's always kind of implied that he's not, like, a great guy. So that's why I think you you kind of latch onto him. And also you kind of know he's willing to go there because he obviously kills so many people in those films. I also love that this film kind of tries to almost steal the idea from John Wick 3 of like everyone out to get him for money. Oh my God, yeah. And then and in the... <laughs> it shows a montage of all these people getting ready and then it's only just one guy that does it and then we never hear of it again. <laughs> like, yeah, just, oh my God, ridiculous. I forgot about that. I was excited at that point as well. I was like, are we going to get like John Wick? Because John Wick does that whole idea amazingly in John Wick 2 and 3 with just yeah. every, around every corner someone's trying to kill him. Like that's what those films did so well. Um. You know, I think about that scene where he's walking down and there's a woman playing a violin and she just pulls a gun. <laughs> like, all of that. And then in this movie, it's just, oh, yeah, the one, like, the one skittish, obviously paid-off guy <laughs> who this spy doesn't remotely clock on that this guy is, like, a little on edge <laughs> and is really eager for him to stand in the centre of the room where there's that cut-out in the ground. Yeah, some nice um, some nice Rancor Pit vibes off that. Oh, my got God. In as well. It's just... Yeah, I wanted the guy to lean over and go. It puts the lotion on its skin. I was kind of, I was kind of 
like laughing when like he came in and I don't know he was stitching something up. He's like, "Where's my money?" And he just shoots him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> doesn't even like, show it on screen though. It's just like, it's like this just is how for- back with it. Yeah. yeah, this is how like forgetful this fucking. Ugh, it's just like it's so hard to talk about. I feel like how you felt with Hardcore Henry, like, mm. but it's hard in this situation because we both feel a similar way. <laughs> Like, yeah, you're, why were you hoping I'd come in here and be like, oh, this is the best movie ever? I, I don't know. I hoped you'd see something in it. I, didn't, maybe I, I thought maybe I was just being unfair to it. Because I'd already I think, I, it's, I think it's a fine, like, if you were... It, I think this is the perfect movie if you were, like, at home chatting with friends or something and you wanted something on the background. Like, if I don't you're not really paying attention to. I think... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can be that kind to it. I think this is a bad film, like, a genuinely bad movie. I don't think it's oh, yeah, just... yeah, it's definitely not good, like, but, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just yeah, a waste of money. It just angers me how much money was put into this film and movies with a fraction of the budget have made far better films. Extraction costs like $60 million and it looks great, like action-wise. It's very mm. it's very derivative of John Wick, but that's not a bad thing when you do it well. Um, that has a good story. That has a decent story in it. You know, it has a good performance by Chris Evans that's actually, uh, not Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth that's actually memorable and kind of shows his dramatic chops a little bit. Like, there's... You know, it's just really mind-blowing. And I bet nobody probably costs a fraction that this costs, and I love nobody, you know, and and although you say it's fine, I know that's quite a, you know, well-loved film, and it's just, it's annoying. Like, it just feels like they threw money at the wall. Hmm. Like, it feels think, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only thing is the other, like, the editing in this movie is atrocious. Yeah. Like, it's really bad. Oh, the like, sound, action, I didn't even get, yeah. the sound design, holy shit. This is like Call of Duty, like... Early, this is like mid-tier Call of Duty when every gun was a pea shooter sound design. But there was like points, like especially I'm thinking of that plane sequence. Yeah. Where I just couldn't keep up with what was going on because they cut like every few seconds. Uh, like it was really, really bad. Uh, mm. And not even like worthwhile cuts, like really pointless cuts to stuff that doesn't make any sense. Um, Like there was no like sort of, I suppose... Yeah, there was nothing to grip me to this movie at yeah. all. Yeah. Like plot wise, action wise, nothing. The only thing I say I came out and I got a little bit of like, oh, I like this was um when Anna Darmus's cam- uh, character is rushing on like the palace or whatever with the grenade launcher and rocket launcher. Yeah, that was cool. That was fun. Um, and I like the little and chuckle also, you got from yeah. Chris Evans that he was kind of giddy that this was happening. And then also the line of like, you're making me destroy a historic building here. Yeah, again. <laughs> Chris just Evans like, is the best part, undeniably. Like, I just... He's having the most fun of anyone in this film, and I think he's just having fun to be playing a villain for a change. Morons! Um, yeah. You know, to play, like, a, a classic action movie villain. Um, I've just realised as well, yeah. the plot of this film is, like, a really terrible remake of uh, Commando. <laughs> <laughs> and Commando is not a good film, but it is a blast to watch yeah um it has, and it has more personality and charm than this movie ever could have um, oh yeah like it is like a similar plot you know you go to a mysterious like a building in the middle of like uh who knows where and then it's like rescue a girl and it's literally like commander and he has a connection with this girl and then obviously in commando it's his daughter but yeah. and like yeah oh god why <laughs> Do you know what? I think, you know, is this going to be like our shortest review? This might be. Do you know what sums up my experience with this afterwards? Hmm. After watching this movie and hating every second of it, I went and played one of the worst games released on Steam of all time called Hunt Down the Freeman. 
You've probably Why? heard of it. And you know what? Yeah. I enjoyed myself so much more. <laughs> so what's good for lowering expectations in this film? Basically, yeah. Go and do something yeah, you hate afterwards you and you'll appreciate it, yeah. it. I went and played Hunt Down the Freeman and I enjoyed the terrible voice acting. I enjoyed the abysmal plot. I enjoyed how much it butchers the Half-Life lore. Well, I finished it about an hour ago and I have to go to work. So maybe that will make the day at work a bit easier. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Knowing that I could be watching The Grey Man <laughs> instead. Um <sighs> Yeah. Do you want to round this off? I feel yeah, like there's nothing I, else we need to talk about. I I'm sorry to anyone that tuned this in is, for this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just, we're, I feel like I'm at my wit's end of what I can say about this film. I'm just going to harp on again about... Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll do my summary. Do, yeah. Um, yeah, summary time, I think. Do you want to go, go first? or? Uh, well, um, yeah, go on. This film would have been more, more enjoyable with an R rating. I think that's objectively true. If you just threw in some blood and some you know, a bit of violence and some F-bombs, like you, you got one in the movie. But, like, just to amp it up a little bit, man. Like, some of the kills desperately needed that. Um, that would be one thing for me that would improve this film. But, um, but I mean, outside of that, I mean, it would still not be a very good film. Um, it would, you know, you've got Ryan Gosling wasted. What a great actor, completely wasted. Chris Evans mm. doing the best he can with what he's given. He's not given enough. And, again, I think an R rating would have made him a more interesting villain because um, you would have been able to delve into that darker side a lot more. Um the, the action sequences, there's loads of them, but they're forgetful and boring and they look like shit half the time. Um, yeah, it's just... And there's no character you latch onto. No character is interesting or entertaining in any way other than Chris Evans. Um, so yeah, just don't watch it. Like, I don't want to say, don't don't watch this movie. Don't give it your time. Um, watch Nobody, watch John Wick, watch any of these better action films. Or go back and watch Die Hard. They're all on Disney+. Plus. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna give this. I think I gave it a 1.5, um, and I feel like that's that's just for Chris Evans. Fair. Um, firstly, I'd like to apologize to everyone who had to listen to this because I did pick this film, and I'll make sure to vet the films uh, much more scrupulously uh, in the future. I mean, it's good um, to have a bit of change of pace. <laughs> and I feel, hey, pace. It got an emotion. Forty out of minutes me. of beratement, like it got emotion out of me. So hey, you know, I was very emotional over Train Spotting <laughs> for very different reasons, and I'm very emotional over this film for very different reasons. So yeah, um, I mean, maybe this forty minutes has saved you an hour and fifty minutes of watching The Grey Man. Um, yeah, that's fifteen minutes of credits, by the way. Like, what the hell? Yeah, the. Uh, <laughs> other thing as well i want to say is i think this movie particularly is a really poor combination of both like jason bourne and john wick i think mm -hmm. you're probably better off just watching either of those films um 007 doesn't really come into the mix because there's really nothing about 007 that's similar to he does nothing discreet anyway. or covert ops in this entire movie despite no, them using it is that more word. like it's more jason bourne like on the run sort of thing than anything oh sorry can i just quickly touch on one thing can yeah. we laugh at how they say that how great Chris Evans is as an operator, covert, and then his entire plan throughout the movie is just send everyone to shoot up public areas and destroy public <laughs> buildings. No stealth whatsoever. Just gun civilians and police officers down. Kill as many as you can. Like, oh, great covert ops. Great, great. I'd love yeah, it. Yeah, sorry. Bit of movie consistency there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think this film is particularly good. I think if you want something just to turn your mind off to maybe give it a watch i mean it's probably fine to say you can go without watching this to be honest there's better action movies don't waste your time even on uh, netflix there's better action films yeah uh so yeah maybe just maybe just give this one a miss to be honest i don't know what to say i've nothing insightful or like 
no. anything reason to say about what's good in this film. I mean, the I performances it makes sense are fine. That... Chris Evans is good. Anna Darvis yeah. is good. Ryan Gosling is serviceable. Um, oh, one last thing before we point out. Fuck Avik San, who is the character uh, who <laughs> is... What, the lone wolf is his name in the film? Yeah, his whole thing Who, is, like, I'll kill anyone, all these cops, all these innocent police officers, I'll gun them down, but God forbid you lay a hand on a girl. And then he, like, yeah. And okay. then he pieces out of, and gets yeah. to get away with that. There's too many plot holes to even, do, like, for me to even care. Um, I, love, I love his line of, like, they're not honourable. And I was like, what was honourable about slaughtering a bunch of police officers who were just bystanders? <laughs> what was honourable about that? Yeah. Yeah. The, the look on his face, you have a little girl. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's like, like, ooh. The conscience reveals itself. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but yeah, no, I'm giving this a two out of five. Um, oh, generous. Well, I'm giving it a two because I think if a, if a movie has that big of a budget, I mean, I remember a comment from Ali Plum, who does obviously a lot of the reviews for uh, the BBC on mm-hmm. movies, and he also does a lot of those like BBC Radio 1 interviews that people would mm-hmm. see. Um, he said uh, in a talk I was at where he was like speaking he said like if a movie I think has like I think it was 50 million in budget it's uh, it's at least three stars I disagree with that on this film because uh, this is 200 million I don't think it's worth three stars yeah uh, I think if you're into like mindless action films you'll get something out of this I know Mike who watch who listens to the show loves it so good for you um, yes I, I'm sorry Mike <laughs> Yeah, maybe uh, this is what you should have skipped, Mike. I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to. I realize I've really ripped into this film. I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh. Let's let's uh, let's finish it up before um, we we berate it any further. And yeah, that's the yeah. or Mike, who may be the only person that listens to this episode, <laughs> absolutely just has <laughs> an aneurysm. But um, yeah, so that's uh, the Gray Man. Um, don't watch it. Just don't watch it. Um, Next week, though, we are going to be taking a look at The Social Network, which is a much better film. Excited um, for that. Have you seen it, Chris? Nope. No, oh, Chris hasn't. Oh, even better. I think it's a good thing when one of us has watched it and vetted it. That's the main thing. Uh, Social Network is probably one of my favorite films ever, so we're going to be doing that next week. That was suggested then... to us by the wonderful Cameron Highlands, and then we have to watch more shit. The week oh, no. After. Oh, I'm sure Halo is going to be much better than this. I can't... Yeah. Taylor's no, be you, uh, your expectations are too high now. You've just come off the grey man. Come back to me in an hour when your expectations are back to ground, like Oof. back to the ground. I mean, there is one thing. I'll get a Paramount Plus subscription and probably be able to watch Yellowstone. So it's not all bad. <laughs> the best thing about reviewing a show is that you have the subscription service to another show we're not reviewing. Yes. Nice one, Chris. <laughs> um but yeah let's leave it there if you want to recommend any films for us or even just keep up with us on social media all of those links are in the description below our website and our email address uh, are also there too um and with that being said thank you so much for listening and we'll see you all next time